the whole yap process is fucked. Welcome to my so-called opera life, a podcast for opera singers by opera singers, where we work to connect, inform, empower, and inspire musicians at all levels and stages of their career. Each episode, we'll explore a piece of the never-ending puzzle of the so-called opera life, humble brags and therapeutic complaints, as well as practical information about how this business works. Each piece helping you on your journey towards success, which we believe should really mean happiness. I'm Marcel. And I'm Elise. And we're two sopranos trying to live our best so-called opera lives. Hey guys, we decided to release this extra episode. This is some of the material that we left out of episode six, simply because it was starting to get a little long and we like to keep these episodes short for you. Uh, And the content is a little bit different. Episode six talks about how to deal with rejection. And this episode focuses on the YAP process, as you might've guessed. These opinions that we have are formed from our own experiences and the conversations that we've had with other singers, arts administrators, and everyone involved. We learned from these conversations the realities of actually getting into a young artist program in America, what other singers are dealing with, what arts administrators are dealing with, and these are just some of the ideas that we've thought of because of these conversations. We know that there are other people out there trying to make changes to make it better for everyone involved, and if one of those people is you, we'd love to hear from you. We're hoping that by opening up these conversations to the public, we can try to initiate some real change. So here it is. So what are we going to do about these yaps? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish we, we could get I wish we could get this. all these artistic directors like in a room and just be like, here's some things we thought of that, hey that guys. you could do so that we could all help each other. So you don't have to listen to a thousand applications and only half of them are people who are actually competitive for your program. I <laughs> think that it will happen. I don't know when. But I think that it will happen. Marcel and I, for like weeks now, (laughs) have been talking about the process of applications, application fees, rejections, just the whole thing. I feel like we've we have we have similar perspectives. We have some varying, but we are trying to come up with legitimate ways that it could possibly change. Right. How can we make this better for everyone? For everyone. So one of them was creating a feedback form on Yap Tracker for them where you could even put something as simple as like you were in the top 50%, you were in the top 10%, you were in the lower 25%. Like a pers- I mean I'm thinking right, so in percentages. Like, so know? a feedback form that the opera com- company could provide to the singer to say something quick because you know they can't provide right. a lot of feedback right, but right, like right. Whatever they could do, it could just be like, not likely, very likely, somewhat likely, yeah. highly likely. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. just click a button and move on. Just right. click one of those. Right. From the singer's perspective, how helpful would that be for singers? Right. It could actually be very helpful. On one, on the side of the opera companies, I can, I can understand why they would be hesitant, hesitant to yeah. do it because maybe that they think that would feel more like a value judgment to the singer and that it would discourage people from applying again if they were in the low side of things. 
But from a singer's perspective, I would welcome something like that just because if they told me that, oh, I was in the, the lowest, like the 10th percentile in terms of likelihood of being a good fit for their program, I would take a step back then and say, okay, why is that? Is it because yeah. of something as simple as like, did I just unwisely submit an application to a, to a year that doesn't have any rep for me? Right. It could be another Or let me take a look now at their rosters. I should have already done that right. in terms of who they've been hiring historically and see like in terms of their experience and what they offer, listen to their videos. What are they, what are they doing that I'm not, that I can learn from right. so I can bring that to the right. table? What's the outlier in my resume right. compared to everyone else? And I mean... I get that there would be a hesitation, but how many times, how many times have you applied for something and then not really known, you know, had a kind of good idea of, I think this would be good. I'm just going to go for it. Right. And then you, you know, didn't get in. And then the next year you didn't apply. We talk about, you know, oh, you know, be selective, make your, but it's not perfect. You know, it's not perfect. And sometimes it's just like, I fucking missed that deadline. Right. I don't really know, and I really want these other programs. Right. And you heard me one year, but then you don't hear me, and then you heard me another. It's like right. random, you know. It, it feels like it feels like a lottery in a lot of sense. And you know, I think the reality is a tool like this would be helpful, even in so far as you know, just like the opera companies don't have all the hours in the world to listen to every application that they get sent or, you know, to hear every singer. So too, I think there needs to be some kind of recognition on their part that as working singers, like we're all working three or four jobs at a time and we have lives too. And we're, we can't research every single opera company that shows up on Yak Tracker. It It would be helpful for us if they can feed, they know what kind of fruit they're looking for. Right. To use, continue to use that analogy. Like, tell us what kind of fruit you're looking for. Because right. if I'm a mango and you're not looking for mangoes, I'm not going to... They don't want... I'm not going to apply. Right. And that's going to save you time and yeah. it's going to save me time and money. Yeah. Because then I can read a paragraph say, oh, nope, this nope. isn't for me this year. Move on. Move on. So the other thing we could do is standardize... Developing some sort of standardized list of what and when to audition for. We have that a little bit, but... Like, are you talking about in terms of, like, a generic outside list saying, like, this program is good for singers at this level? Right. Like, the Opera America list. We have list the out, Opera America list, which is outdated. more outdated. It doesn't have all the companies on it. I think it could be expounded on if there could be, like, certain... It would have to be a third part, an outside party creating some sort of questionnaire where they just say yes no yes no yes no like you hire more than 20 singers per Mm -hmm. summer do you hire singers during the year you know like a set of things and then it would take a lot of work but like then they fall into a category right and then in terms of like a resource for people to more quick again more quickly determine what's a good fit for them and what's not so you're not just playing the wide net lottery of right. I'm going to send my money and my applications willy-nilly and hope something sticks. Right. So some kind of standardized categorization mm-hmm. um, would be helpful. And then the last one, which is, I think, really interesting, because that standardized thing requires work from someone, a lot of work from someone. <laughs> right, right, to compile a database and stuff, yeah. Limiting the pool of applicants is a way that we can also limit application fees Mm. um which we talked about in our many conversations but i think part of the problem is that 
it's like opera is open for everyone so we won't limit the pool and everyone can audition but in order for everyone to audition we need to charge you $40 so that we can fly to seven cities and hear right. 500 singers in one weekend. Well, and even then, not everyone auditions. <laughs> really, which right away you have, well, you're limiting it by making it $40. Right. And I'm wondering if we can limit it by limiting the amount of singers that can apply. For example, we're going to one city, but it's free and we're doing it for the weekend. That would significantly lim- limit the amount of people they could hear, right. but it would help singers like be able to make that call on their own about whether or not they, you know, that interested in it to fly there or, if, you know, whatever the fact, I think some- part of the problem is that they are s- just wanting to just, everyone in the whole sun can audition and, and they can't do it for free. Like, right. They, that's a lot of time and resources to, to devote to listening to all these singers. And then it contributes to the fact that they don't have time to listen to all the singers. They don't have time to think about every singer. Like, uh, they're just like, they're just churning it out. Right. But we get to hear everybody, but we don't really get to hear everybody. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's certainly, to use an oft-used analogy, like, it's a double-edged sword. Because... Unless, like, maybe the company was, like, every year we're going to go to a different city to hear auditions, and they kind of move, like, move around the country, which would make it a, a maybe a little more fair in terms of what they try to do with the way the process currently is, and, you know, unfortunately work still works against us all, um, is to allow people who aren't as privileged to still be able to apply. Because someone who maybe can't afford to fly to Cincinnati from Maryland can afford the $40 application knowing and if they get an audition yeah, then I know if and if but, they're a singer who doesn't have a lot of money like if they get a, a live audition then it's worth it to them to pay the money to to go somewhere yeah um, they're and, trying not to discriminate against but is it not fair or is it just the way it could be like many companies are just for local singers. Is that not fair? I don't think it's not fair. It's definitely a choice. Right. Um, I think there it, I think it was a step towards trying to be more equitable, like allowing at, at least at some level a same amount of opportunity to be heard as someone who has money versus someone who doesn't. Interesting. I don't I don't think so. I think that opera and this is why limiting the pool People don't want to do it. It's meant to be international. That's the way we we operate. That's the way we think. We think about Germany and we think about Italy and we think about the United States. You know, we think about all these different places and singers travel for their job. Significantly Mm -hmm. travel. You know, other art forms like theater, you work for one, you might be a player in a company for 10 years in the same house. Right, right. We don't do that. I mean, I, I will say, like, I hear the benefit of what you're saying, though, too. In the sense that, I mean, there are many, many small companies in the United States that they overlook so much of their local talent because they only hear auditions in New York or whatever and they want and they fly in all their main stage singers and they don't mm-hmm. hear local people, which right. is a disservice to the people in their area who yeah. could probably do sometimes do just as good a job. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to be the location that's the limiting factor, but right. something that limits it. Like, we're just going to hear 40 singers, you know? That's it for, you know, for, I made that number up, but like limiting the pool in a way that's like, 
we're going to hear fewer singers or we're just going to hear um, recordings, you know. I do think that some peop- some companies, um, like the ones that ask for letters of recommendation, that's not really, that's, li- that's limiting the pool for them. They're not, a lot of them don't eliminate the fee um, because they still have to read all those all those letters. Right. Any any time I think a company could limit. Like some of them I mean, ask. I mean, I, it, to what you're speaking to, I mean, it's kind of already happening. They lim- they they create a bar with an application fee. If you're, Are you willing to pay the 40 bucks? They create a bar of, well, we're only hearing auditions. A lot of them only hear auditions in New York. So that's already kind yeah. of happening. And we only have 50 slots per day when we're here. Right. It's already limiting. Well, mostly I'm talking about how do you limit it so that you don't have to, you don't have to charge. Just make it so that, well, we can, we hear this many singers so that we, and that makes it free for everyone. Right, I mean. Whatever amount of work. I think the only way they could do that is if they do first come, first serve. What do you mean? Like, we have 40 audition spots and the first 40 people to apply are going to get them, and then, and then that's it. Which, also, what's wrong with that? (laughs) Right. I mean, if we want to make these applications, that's what they do in, in... Musical theater, and people are always talking about the musical theater. Right, they figure out how to do those cattle call auditions. Yeah. I mean, if singers want to make things free, you can't. I don't know how we can do that. Like, there has to be a commitment at the level of the opera company. No, we can't do that. We can only put it out in the world, and... The only way we can change is if we we all just stop auditioning for the places that charge audition fees. But there's always going to be somebody that's who's going to be gonna willing happen. to pay the $35. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That's why I think it's not possible for us to make the change, but it is possible for us to think about it realistically. Because saying, like, well, everybody should boycott, it's just not... I mean, if someone... Prove me wrong, because if, if the whole world boycotts, the whole singer world boycotts it, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be the singer that you know, fucks everyone, but mm-hmm. I just don't really see how that's realistic. Right. I mean, the I, other the other thing we can do that's more positive is hold up the companies that are take, making initiatives and making it part of their company going forward to not charge for applications um, and maybe just charge for auditions. Or some of them are finding ways to not do it at all because they recognize that, you know, we shouldn't be asking our singers that we already can't pay enough, we can't pay them a living yeah. wage to also pay for their job application. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that those companies are great and we should hold them up. Anything that we can do, and we set this out at the very beginning of our podcast, we're not going to be the podcast that is the complain session and right. the, we wanna, well, this all sucks. We want to find solutions to these we problems. We want to find solutions. And I just, we want to encourage everyone to be smart and proactive. I don't want you to go out there and like start a riot, but like, (laughs) you know, we have to think realistically. So these to me are realistic options. Right. Well, and let's put this out there. Like I, I personally feel, I don't know how you feel about this. Like if there are administrators and opera companies listening to our podcast who have thoughts that they'd love to share, like we bring I it think, on. Like, well, yeah, bring it on it in a really like good way. Like, yeah, I yeah, want to. We want to like, hear. I don't, I'm not gonna. We're, we don't want to fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not looking for a fight. We promise. Um, but you know, like if they're at the end of the day, like even if there's just like insight that you can give us on like why is this process this way. Yeah. You know, how can we help each other? Like, honestly, yeah. for my part, to go back to, like, be clear about what you're looking right. for. 
if you've already cast the soprano, please say you're not looking for sopranos. And sometimes you notice people, um, companies extend their deadlines. Right, which... Which I think it's, I mean, and they say it's really because they don't have everybody that they, that they need. Right. However... It seems crazy, doesn't it? It seems, it's, what seems crazy about it to me is that when they extend the deadline, there's rarely, I have seen an extension of deadline, uh, Princeton Festival notably, extended a deadline because they were like, we haven't heard enough basses and tenors, we need to hear more basses and tenors. Right, they don't, they don't say why a lot of times, because I've seen it multiple times. But other companies extend and they're not like, they're not specific specific about what it is that they're looking for, Mm -hmm. and... I've been on both sides of the fence of like, oh, great. So it gives me more time. I didn't have my recordings ready or whatever. It gives me more time to apply for them. Maybe I'm like mm-hmm. what they're looking for. Um, but also been on the other side of it going, are you actually... Right. What are you doing there? Like, are you a company that... Have you actually listened to any of those recordings yet? Right. It's... Is I it that you haven't got know. what you need? Or is it that you're looking for another round of audition application fees? Mm-hmm. And I don't like feeling like I'm distrustful of the people in my mm-hmm. industry, but I've had enough experience mm-hmm. at this point where I don't feel like that distrust is entirely misplaced either. I, it's not. We're not the only ones, you know. And you're not going to have a good working environment if you don't feel like you trust the people you're applying for a job with. So we need to make this better. Yeah. So we know people are out there, you know, with the same thoughts. We know people are out there doing things about it, um, but we don't know, you know, who you exactly who you, you are. are. We've we've talked. We've you know we're on all the things, all the Facebook groups. I feel like we talk. We just like mention those in passing all the time. But like, <laughs> we're on all of those, you know. And I've seen people talking about, you know, well, and mostly, we've done the pro, the freaking petition last year, which didn't get anywhere. Right, right, right. Things are happening, and and well, I think I think mostly what this speaks speaks to is that we've mostly been talking to the singers, and a lot of us are are feeling this distrust. A lot of us are feeling upset. A lot of us are feeling like we're doing really good work, but somehow the de- the deck is still stacked against us. And how do we put more transparency in this process so we actually know, are we actually competitive? And and it's just that there's honestly not enough opportunities, which at the end of the day is really what it boils down to. That's 100% true. But how do we do this, make this process feel a little more humanizing instead of dehumanizing? We can't can't go on like this. Right, right. We can't go on like this. It's not sustainable. So we need to hear from, I I would really love to talk to people on the other side of the table, you know, and hear other people's opinions about this too. Yeah. Well, that's what, and that's what I was going to say. We only have our two, our two people's I, I know, we know people experience. are doing it. We know people are out there thinking about it and we know that people are out there knowing more than we do. And so we want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Help us facilitate spreading these new ideas. Figuring this shit out. Right. We want to make this business a better place for everybody. Please. Yes. Because yes. we love this art form. We love it so much. For some reason. We all love it so much. And we want it to be better so that we can make more art. Let's make more art. <laughs> we have our hashtag, my so-called upper life, and our, our Facebook group and our Instagram. Please share. It's the first and easiest step you can do towards sharing what you think about this process. And um, if you have a personal story or 
a project that you want to get out um, to the community, you can also email us at mysocalledoperalife.com. Right, and we haven't quite done this yet, but if you have been listening and you're enjoying the podcast, um, please consider uh, leaving a rating and a review in iTunes because that will help to bump us up in the ratings so that yeah. more people can hear how we're trying to yes. make the opera world a better place. <laughs>